baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yesterday, Adrian Beltre had the press conference. Derek Holland, Cole Hamels, I saw Elvis, uh, former teammates sitting there to give the man his Hall of Fame flowers as he held the press conference and had the interview with this station. In case you are new to us, we're the home of the World Series champions, 105.3 The Fan. I'm Sean Trafe alongside RJ Choppy and Bobby Belt. And Adrian Beltre called in to the KMC Masterpiece and they asked him, what does it mean for you to be now amongst the all-time greats? You know, to be honest, it hasn't set in yet. Um, but I think for me, it's like being named along those greats of the game that, you know, players that I admire, players that, that they're my idol. And I'm going to have a chance to be in the same podium with those guys. For me, it just says it all. You know, I never expected to be here. Um but I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I'm completely, completely honored to be uh, call Hall of Fame and be uh, be in the same uh, conversation with, with those greats in, of, of baseball. And then they asked what it was like to go ahead and finish here. You know, what Texas meant to him during that last stretch of his career when he turned into that MVP candidate. Oh, Texas meant a lot to me. And, my career, my family. Uh, I think uh, you know they they embraced me when I got here. Uh, they make me feel comfortable. Uh, the fans, uh, you know, the front office, everybody just so welcoming and grateful. And I'm grateful for them because they uh, it t- they took a, a risk of signing uh, a guy that allegedly was a contract, you know, a player. <laughs> Um, and, um, you know, the way that he sees me, the way that uh, the fans were uh, supporting the team, the, the teammates that I, that I, uh, that I, find, I found here, well, everything was just, it just was meant to be, I think. And, uh, you know, obviously the Rangers has a lot to do with, with what I'm at right now. Uh, look, it's, uh, it, it was, it was, there's no doubt when he was signed here, that was a talking point. He got that little dig in. Yes, he did. Love and it. now, listen, it was fair. It was fair. That that criticism sure. was fair. There's you can you can nominate that argument that it wasn't fair. Yeah, but it criticism. shouldn't come from the commissioner. It should not come from the commissioner. Uh, I'm trying to think of another commissioner getting involved or making a comment on a contract. David Stern stopped, of course, the Chris Paul Chris Paul yeah. deal to the Lakers. But that was a trade, right? Yes. Yeah, the, the, uh, you can but, stop a trade if you want to if you're the commissioner because you think it's not fair. But uh, this, this is a signing. Like, you're, now if I was the Major League Baseball Players Association, I'd be like, no, dude. Yeah. Like, you're trying to keep salaries down. Not cool, man. But Bud Selig's a moron. Uh, so it's kind of par for the course. It was the right thing for him to say he's the wrong guy to say it. He shouldn't have said it. But at the time, you couldn't have argued that it was a questionable signing that worked out as magnificently as any signing in, in, I could think of in, 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 this, in this city. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I – I had said it yesterday or, or Monday. I can't remember that. You know, to me, he is top five, most top five, top 10, most adored DFW athletes 
Like, there's nothing bad you can say about Adrian Beltre in the time that he spent here, even if Corey Majors doesn't want to build him a statue. Yeah, that's right. The guys that were there representing with support, Pudge, Michael Young, Kinzer, Elvis, Chu, Gentry, Murphy, Shepers. This takes you back, right? Hamels, Holland, Mike, Adams, Tolo, Tolleson, Oliver, and Robinson, Chirinos. So those were a lot of the formers showing up, and he called into the KMC Masterpiece Masterpiece, because we are your home of the World Series champs. Did you get that? Is that a decent clip to play? Yeah, he's Beltre's not like crapping on it or anything. He's just agreeing that he thought, you know, the votes were too high. He's just being the nice guy. Okay, they asked him, what do you have to say to the 14 people who did not include you on the ballot? But, of course, <laughs> he's going to have fun, and he's going to joke about it. Jim Harbaugh is back in the National Football League. The Chargers get a five-year deal done with Harbaugh. All right, so Harbs is back, and and we will see you know, what kind of staff he puts together and uh, what happens, all that. and But more importantly, uh, what this means for the Cowboys of the AFC. Yes. They're, but they're really not even like, – that's, that's a disrespect for the Cowboys because the Cowboys at least make the playoffs every year. Right. The Chargers are kind of a nightmare. Yeah, I mean – right. they underachieve. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. They're just underachievers. Absolutely. Both teams are. Cow- Cowboys make the playoffs, and then they completely crumble uh, under the leadership of their head coach. So that makes sense. Well, and their quarterback. Uh, yeah, yeah, mainly the, the head coach, so I think it's probably fair. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, I, look, I think this is a fantastic hire, and is he is equal parts – villain and equal parts hero like like he is he is so fascinating to me the the reputation that he has and I think he's such a perfect fit for not only just being back in the NFL but like for what the Chargers are doing and and trying to bring them to a state of prominence and build energy around that and build a natural fan base I think he's absolutely perfect meanwhile more and more people are wondering why Belichick is not done like Dan Wetzel Yahoo. Dan Wetzel wrote a really good article yesterday and and Dan Wetzel is somebody who to be fair has been a a big you know Bill Belichick fan the whole time he's written a couple different columns about like hey Belichick's out there you need to go after him. and he's getting to the same point that the rest of us are which is like why is nobody interested in this guy like there's something that we're completely missing. He's getting he's just officially gotten one interview Atlanta and that's it. Like like he's interviewed yeah. twice but he's gotten one interview and it's just Atlanta and he's got a line in here uh that he wrote for Yahoo the other day that I think is fascinating. He goes in a sign of how strange this all is, Dan Quinn, the current Cowboys defensive coordinator and then Atlanta head coach who blew that Super Bowl to the Belichick's Patriots has interviewed with the Chargers and Commanders per numerous media reports is scheduled to talk with Carolina and Seattle. Make that make sense. And he's just basically said, "Look, if you follow the trail of everybody who's gotten interviews throughout this cycle, there's no reasonable explanation that Belichick wouldn't be included in that. And so my theory, the one I'm developing right now, Sean, is Belichick is going to wait out Dallas. That's what I think is happening. I think he's going to – that's my thought, is that he's going to wait a year and he's going to see. Okay, but I I thought you were ruling the Cowboys out because of kind of what Broadus went off about the other day – how the power would have to shift with their current front office. I think another year of failure and disappointment and having to go back to that well. And again, we talked about it yesterday. You are potentially looking at Belichick next offseason could potentially be looking at Philly open, Dallas open, Giants, Bills. Like there's a lot of jobs out there that could be open to him that Ooh, are more intriguing than this could one. Could you imagine the Bills? Oh. Division revenge. Now he might want that. Right now, he ain't going to the Jets. He hates the Jets, so like that's out. So it's out of Miami or well, Buffalo. The Jets hate him too. The Jets hate him too. <laughs> so that's out. But Miami or Buffalo, and Miami ain't going to be open. 
Could you imagine Bill Belichick, though, coaching Aaron Rodgers for the New York Jets? Oh, <laughs> Speaking of Philadelphia, it looks like they are bringing in Vic Fangio, one and done in Miami. It sounds like the Dolphins are doing him a favor, saying, yeah, you got family there in Pennsylvania? Yeah. Go ahead and be the Eagles DC, a.k.a. Dax nemesis. Yeah, it's, it's a classy move by the org if they want to let him do that, be close to family, but that this is Mr. Dad Prescott. That's who he is, okay? He is the daddy. <laughs> He's Dak's daddy, man. He, he. This is scary if he goes. To, if it's official and it's done, that you could file this into this kind of scary category because, and it's been with multiple teams that he's done this with. It's not just with the same personnel. Uh, one that he did it with against Dak, though. Real, realistically, it is like he's not played great in the three games against Fangio. But honestly, like there's only been one where he was owned, he was and owned. that was Denver. It was, that, that was Denver. But even this year, the first two drives. The Cowboys looked really, really good, and then they went on a spell for two. Quarters. But he wasn't awful. It was just they were they, they were. were I moved the ball. Yeah. It just it was it was neutral, and then it, by the end of the game, they moved the ball down the field effectively. This one doesn't make me panic at all. Like this hiring, it, it does. It's something of course, that he'll, the eighty-five Bears could come in, in the division. And you think everything's fine with yeah. your quarterback? It's something that he'll have to adjust to. Yeah, they're they're beatable. beatable. Wait, 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 all right, we're gonna have to. I what hate you say they're beatable. I hate doing this. I hate doing this. I hate. I, I hate having to to. To like set you guys up for bets that then you guys have to either like eat hot sauce on the air or like pay money or whatever else, but that's fine. We'll come up with some sort of a bet. Now, now you're gonna back me into a corner, challenge my quarterback. What's the bet gonna be? Philly QBR. Yeah, honestly, it, it, it'll be it'll be cumulative QBR yeah. against Philly next year. All right, which will uh, be a hundred. Let's compare the Nick Sirianni return message with Mike McCarthy's as Howie Roseman, Eagles GM, was asked. Why are you bringing Sirianni back yesterday? We were 26-5 and five over the last 31 games. I mean, that's four times the amount of games that we played um, over this stretch. That is hard to do in the National Football League. That is hard to find um, a head coach in this league who has that record of success. Um, I think we were 33-11 and 11 up until that point um, with Nick. Um, we've made the playoffs three straight years again. Not okay finishing one and six. So I'm not sitting up here saying that, but it is hard to find somebody who can do those sort of things. Boy, and I love what Sirianni, I, I do not like Nick Sirianni. I love what he said yesterday at his press conference. He was asked about this, the idea of, you know, having to, to reprove himself. Because, you know, the Cowboys, their whole thing is just like business as usual, steady as she goes. What are you talking about? Winning, best winning percentage in the history of the franchise? Why, we, why wouldn't we bring this guy back? Nick Sirianni yesterday said, in my mind, you better believe I'm thinking, how do I reprove myself again? I was a young coach that Mr. Lurie and Howie and this organization trusted to give the job to. Uh, he said uh, that at, you better believe that I'm thinking that after finishing one and six, I'm going to have to prove them right again. I like that. They're basically saying like, yeah, I've, I've lost all goodwill that I've built up and I've got to start over from ground zero. Meanwhile, we have a coach, another coach out in the NBA. Thanks to, let me get the Tolo. Oh, TR, TR, Diego, D. Uh, they're always sending the messages. Jeremy as well. Wes Unseld Jr. is out. Who he coached for, RJ Chopper? I'll guess the Wizards. Good job. Wes Unseld. The Bullets. He coaches the Bullets. Junior out as Wizards head coach and will move to a front office role. Uh, so That's a promotion demotion. What is that? Yeah, why That's do they do a promotion do, demotion. Why do they do demotion. that? Like, just to have the guts to say you're gone. Just Meanwhile, have... RJ Choppy with an NFL Conference Championship media watchdog 
for Lamar Jackson being asked about Pat Mahomes? Yeah. Okay. So this is a little media watchdog action here. All right. So Lamar Jackson uh, was talking about the prospects of playing against Mahomes. Do you like? Which Mahomes, I think, by the way, has gone five straight playoff games without throwing a pick. So he's looking to make some history going yeah, six straight. Pretty he's, good. He's stupid, man. Like, he is insane. Uh, but he was asked about, hey, you really like this rivalry? You get up for this? And the headline, I did not believe, matched the quote. I don't like competing against him at all. He, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Um, definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, it's not even a, it's a no-brainer. He's definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but it, it's just, I believe it's just, Two, two, two greats, um, up and coming greats, just going toe to toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight. Headline: CBS Sports. Lamar Jackson on facing Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. I don't like competing against him at all. Yeah. Sporting news: Lamar Jackson says he doesn't like competing against Patrick Mahomes at all. But if you listen to the cut, it's one hundred percent him mm. being funny, right, with the media. But it's being spun by some to be like Lamar is either scared, yeah. or not a competitor, definitely, or whatever. And if you go listen to the quote before you tweet about it, like you should, then you don't come to that conclusion because he was completely joking and it was funny. And I think if you don't think Allen likes competing against Mahomes, you're insane. Or Young and Aikman or Brady and Manning or now Lamar and, and Mahomes. Like, they enjoy competing against each other. Dak they Love. Were? Dak and Jordan Love. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Media watchdog. They should make it a college course. By the they way, should he, make it a college course. You, you mentioned five straight games without an interception. I was just curious. I was like, what do his numbers look like in the postseason? Mahomes' first career. It's a full, an old 16-game season's worth. He is 13-3, and three, 38 touchdowns, seven interceptions oh. in the playoffs. Oh, my goodness. Uh, an NFL analyst, a former head coach, says that Dak Prescott should demand a trade. We have the team, and I want to know from the Tolos what compensation you would actually do it for. Someone's saying Dak needs to get the hell up out of here, where he should go, and what you would take back to start off the commercial-free expressway next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Commercial free for the next 35 minutes here on your home of the World Series champion Texas Rangers and Dallas Cowboys. Have you noticed he only stumbles over his reads when I don't talk in his ear now? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like he needs the pressure. You you make him better. I do. Yeah, absolutely. He's like regular season Dak. Oh, thing. no. So, Jeff Saturday. Keep taking shots. Keep taking shots, John. <laughs> Jeff, I said he should get an extension and a raise, so I can say it. What did Jeff Saturday say? Jeff Saturday said that Dak Prescott should request a trade, and he has an exact team in mind, and RJ and Bobby already came up with possible compensation. So let's see if this would make sense to the Tolos in DFW. Dak needs to walk into Jerry Jones's office and say, this is where I want to go. Trade me there now. And Jeff, 
you know exactly where that should be. The Atlanta Falcons. Do it. Oh, today. today. Go in there with the papers today. Let's get this thing fast forwarded. <laughs> Go down. You got plenty of talent. You have hopefully Bill Belichick is going to be the coach or somebody's going to be in there to make this and turn this. But they, they play good on defense. They have weapons on offense. And you're talking about a guy who's going to walk in and command that type of that type of energy. And you're in the NFC South. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to knock conferences but I, or divisions, but I will say it, it They're tends, bad. It, it tends <laughs> to be a little The easier. champion of the division was 9-8. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't want to take a shot, but yeah, exactly. Like, if you're 9-7, okay, that's our that's our mark. Let's go get this thing. And so, if, I, if I'm Dak Prescott, this is my kind of just hand it to Jerry. After what they've yeah. had there, you don't think they're going to give him the contract that he wants? Wouldn't Atlanta give him that contract in the today, blink of an eye? Arthur Blink, today. Dak today. Prescott. All right, today. This is, this is a different scenario. I, I do want to be clear on this because whenever we talk about something like this, inevitably what we get is like, you guys clickbait and why are you even suggesting this is under the scenario. We're not suggesting trading Dak Prescott. That's not what's here. I mean, Choppy may be about to suggest yeah. that. But <laughs> what this is is like Jeff Saturday is talking about a scenario where Dak says, I am done yeah. mm -hmm. and I want to go. And that would honestly be what it would have to take because – he has right. a no trade clause. He has to. He would pick where he wants to go. Which you think he would do and demand and say if they did not go ahead and give him this next extension, make him wait it out. I don't know that he would demand a trade, but I do think that if he was exposed to the open market, then he would leave. I don't think he's coming. I I, I do feel like that. I feel like if you don't get an extension done, you let him run out, he is leaving. Yeah. That's what I think is You know, happening. before we dive into this, who has the right here? Who has more right to have the feeling of no, no no you 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 owe you owe us do the cowboys have more of a right now to to say to dak you you maybe had the worst playoff performance of a quarterback and worst playoff loss in the history of our franchise you couldn't get us to round two you need to be swallowing your pride a little bit and not getting 60 million dollars or is it dak on the other side saying I had a top three, top two MVP season for you. 12 wins again. Dealt with a new head coach, new scheme, or different change in the language. Top scoring offense. You owe me that $60 million. Which side do you think? I know what the fans mm -hmm. are going to say. The fans are going to text, no, Dak should eat it a little bit, and he should swallow his pride because he can't get it done and get this team to the second round, or at least didn't this year. I'm just curious before we get into this Falcons fun scenario what you think of that I mean neither one has strong footing today right the, the team doesn't have strong footing to say you need to take a pay cut and Dak doesn't have strong footing based on based on this like the last the way the season ended I don't mean sure. like based on the reality the, of, the, right. of the market he has yeah, all yeah I'm not it. talking about the leverage right. I'm talking about yeah based on the most recent events yeah I mean Denver made Manning take a pay cut the last year you want, you want to come back, you have to take a pay cut. Like, that was it, you know? And, like, now Dak is not in that situation. But, you know, there's there's a there's an element to neither one of these two have a whole lot. Like, neither one has solid footing with the fan base today. Right. Right. It's not Jerry. It's not Mike. It's not Dak. It's not Steven. I mean, it's who is on the most solid footing of anybody on that front in that team? I, I couldn't even answer that. Not, not Micah. It's not Micah. Maybe it's CD. Fergie. Ferg. Uh, yeah, that, that's who it's it is. My boy, my boy Ferg. Oh, Fergie Ferg. Um, Him and Haley. Yeah, look, look it's <laughs> the reality, obviously, of leverage is it's Dak. But, I mean, even if you just look at from a perspective right. of who's 
earned it more, like like without market considerations, it's still Dak. Like like in terms of who's got the more because Tim, it's like I can sit this out, I can ride this out. I'm getting paid regardless. So you owe me, you you owe convincing me because I'll find it on the open market next year. I will find this. I'll get paid in the end regardless. This is all about you guys and taking care of things. If you want to make some sort of like moral stand, go ahead. That doesn't harm me like it harms you. You owe me more than I owe you anything. Okay. What do y'all think? 877-881-1053, chartwreck.com, text line. Pepe is a diehard Cowboy fan. What's your answer to that? That oh wait you 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 owe me I don't owe you the, your performance round one are you kidding me or Dak I performed enough with twelve wins you you are gonna owe me I mean the sample size is bigger yeah like I said before he's gonna go down as having one of the best regular season records in the history of the franchise history of the NFL but you got to perform in the postseason that's what I want to see you know you didn't hire McCarthy just to you know get him to the playoffs you hired to be better than Jason Garrett you have to you have to do that you have to perform better in the postseason right now Dak's just a regular season quarterback. Well said. McKenzie's going to have him wearing Eagles gear any day now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the scenario with the Falcons that right. Jeff Saturday suggested. Okay, so he said the Falcons. So the Falcons have the eighth selection in the draft this year. Um, so Same let's pick say they had last year for Bijan. Same pick they had yeah, last year for Bijan. So let's say Dak says to Jerry, I want to be traded to Atlanta. All right, Jerry gets to the phone, calls up Arthur Blank, and says, All right, Art. What yeah, let's build something together. Which those two <laughs> that's what important, he important to note, those two it. do not get along. They don't? No. Arthur Blank and Jerry Jones? No. Jerry's oh. big Lowe's guy. What? <laughs> uh, Why? They, they, they went to war over the Goodell extension. Oh. Interesting. Because Arthur wants to keep Cokes at a dollar fifty and no, Jerry because wants to start Jerry Jerry tr- bucks Jerry long. tried to dig in, wanted to all right, the way he he penalized Ezekiel Elliott. I want to hold his feet to the fire. And Arthur Blank led the charge of like, y'all don't listen to Jerry and Blank one out, and there's been real tension between those two since. Okay. All right, so you tell Arthur, Dak, he's on the market. We want your eighth this year, and we'll take your one next year. Two firsts for Dak is more than fair. Even with... More than fair. I mean, that's that's below market value. Of course it is, but you're, you, you, you have less power, the Cowboys do, because he's requested a trade. Okay. Right. So normally Dak should get three firsts. If he's requested a trade, though, there's still the fine. Then our leverage is we hold it from you for a year. You clearly went out now, and we just don't have to grant Fair. it. All right. So so two ones and a two, two three ones. So give it three ones. So this year's one at eight, and then the next two firsts. Fine. You want to do that? Fine. I was just thinking that they weren't going to be able to get fair market value for him because he requested a trade. What do we have in terms of recent compensation? I mean, Deshaun Watson is the one. And Watson, which was a worse position yeah. to be in, potentially. You're talking about trying to trade somebody who's he got, got what, a ones? big... He had three ones, a third, and a fifth. There you so go. So if you wanted to do that with the one this year, the three this year, and the five this year, and two first-rounders, it would be the eighth pick, 79 144 this year. So 879, 144, and then a first next year and a first the year after. Woo! Fine. Perfect. Do it. There you go. I don't even care what it is. All I'm worried about is the eighth pick this year. Okay. Because you take that eighth pick this year and you couple it with 24, and you or and and, and there's gonna you're gonna have to add something to this, and then you move up to one and take Caleb Williams. Hmm. Chicago does we don't they're they're they don't even know what they want to do. We don't think. think. We don't think. Think don't about know. think about how much we've talked recently, though, about the idea of 
Like you can see, given the Cowboys attention and spotlight and everything else, how much mental makeup genuinely does matter and, and who you are between the ears matters. Like if you're going to move up, is that the one you want to take or would you rather take Drake May? I don't know. He's the greatest prospect we've ever seen. I just, I just would never. According to Rick Spielman. Mahomes light, baby. Spe- we've never seen anything like this. He's better than John Elway. Specifically here in this building, I've got reservations about Caleb between the ears and his, his leadership okay. traits. Specifically in this building, I'm not taking Caleb Let's put Williams. the draft pick aside. Compensation-wise, if that amount came to you, what do you the, say? The, the three ones, a three and a five? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you say yes. Like, okay. Because you're getting the eighth pick, so you're going to be able to get, let's just say it's Atlanta, all right? You're going to be able to get a quarterback there at eight. Okay, and now your your, your other two ones down the road, theoretically, they're going to be bottom of the first round with Atlanta theoretically being good. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Probably. Maybe they are. Yeah. Um, so two, I don't think Atlanta's is roster, is Atlanta's roster as good as the Cowboys. I don't think it is. Atlanta, I know people. Lo- I know people are just falling all over themselves right now for this Atlanta roster. Right. That's that's winning seven games a year. But <laughs> they they just have really impressive skill players. Like if you can put a quarterback like that in there with oh Bijan and Algier, and you've got you know Pitts, Drake, Drake London and yeah. Pitts. Like they do have really impressive skill players. That if they get a quarterback, it yeah. it all adds up. Okay. So, but even still, like any but any time you trade a quarterback for three ones, theoretically, the next two are going to be at the back end of the. What if what if I right. tell you what if I what tell do you, what do you mean like any if you trade a, a quarterback of Dax caliber sure and you get three ones yes theoretically you're gonna have those next two picks at the back end of the draft yes. you're yeah you're picking in the twenties probably yeah, yeah. That, that's the whole idea of what Atlanta's trying to do now if I say you obviously say again this is just a scenario from Jeff Saturday this is not a current possibility right. no yeah this is just under the the potential of Dak asking for this and wanting to go to right. Atlanta specifically but let's say you have eight. And 24 and all that stuff. And instead of packaging to go up, what if you took 8, 24, all these picks, you try and build out depth, and then you just say, a guy who's a free agent, let me just go sign Kirk Cousins. If you're who? If you're Dallas. That ah. instead of using that draft capital on a quarterback, you just say, hey, let's go Cousins, let's see what we have in Lance, and then. No, because I have no. the same thing as Dak, kind yeah, of. I I'm think out. Dak is better Right, but than if you Kyle. had Dak in the eighth pick, isn't that intriguing? This whole thing to me is about you only do all this stuff to reset with the hope of a better quarterback and a cheaper one and a cheaper one. one. Yeah. That's what this is about. I'm not staying the same at quarterback. I'm I'm either I'm either hitting big or missing big. That's what this is about. It's about finding, you know, if 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 Caleb Williams, you know, is is Mahomes light. Now, Bobby, you are gonna get put on the spot here. Ooh. And you have to answer this question. You Hit have me. to, and I want you to answer it seriously. I always do. Okay. You do not. You never do. <laughs> you have to give me a draft haul that you would do this for in this scenario to trade your boy. You got to give me the exact comp of what you would say yes to if you were the Cowboys. Like like under under a scenario where Three, Dak, uh, Dak has already asked for it? Yes. Um, so he already wants out. He's made up his mind. He wants out. He's asked for it. So what am I willing to take back? Uh, I would, I'd probably take that Atlanta. You would do three ones, three ones, a third and a fifth. If he's asking out now, if he's not asking out and you're just saying, let's go, go. I need more than that. You need more than that. If you're just picking up the phone to explore. Yeah. yeah, Because I'm not going to just reset the quarterback. Uh, If he's already made up his mind, he wants out. Then that's a different question where it's like, okay, this is already soured. We're not going to re-sign him. All right, let's go yeah. find this. I was trying to gauge Dak's trade value when they had me on the fan in DC. Well, and they were split. I was like, I was like, 
we sound like spoiled brats. I know I'm on the phone with you guys, sounding like spoiled brats, crying about a 12-win team mm-hmm. with a quarterback who's going to finish second or third in MVP because y'all would kill for this. And I was like, y'all would kill for this, right? Like, y'all would trade what it would take to get Dak. One host said yes, one host said no. So I was I mean, three ones a lot. I mean, that, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot to give up uh, because usually, if you want to get three ones, like, could you use that three ones better? Uh, and, and on a quarterback that has more upside, more unknown. It's because you know, you you'd be going into year fifth year, sixth year, like year nine. <laughs> you'd be going to year nine, and there's only been what two quarterbacks that have gone this far with their original team that have made the Super Bowl, that have not made the Super Bowl, and finally made one. Now let me have a little bit more fun with you, Roberto. Dak Prescott is playing on the Atlanta Falcons with those weapons under Bill Belichick. Their ceiling in the NFC would be, or oh. you would pick them to finish where, roughly? Well, I mean, they would win the South, like, easy. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, you get to you get a chance to beat up on the South. You get to run around in that division. Then, I don't know, they're probably, probably like about the same, 12-5. Okay. 12-5 and five with Atlanta. If that goes there, got to take the division into account. What are the totals saying, Pepe? Uh, they're they're all with y'all. Yeah, I think a lot of them want Dak to be gone. If you I get, if, stop. Oh, okay. I never said that. We, none of us said that. I, Thanks for listening to the, to the <laughs> second. Again, this is him requesting. I never. This is him requesting under Jeff Saturday's scenario. Choppy wants him gone. I have said I want him <laughs> extended, and we know Bobby wants to live with him. So. Let's be clear now. I'm Go ahead. A lot of Tolos are with Jeff Saturday on this one. They're saying uh, some say Dak isn't worth more than a first rounder, one first rounder from the 469. The 601 says if you get three first, do it now, no <laughs> doubt. Some want to trade Dak and Mike to Atlanta and go grab Bill Belichick. Okay. All right. You don't have to trade Mike. You could have just let him go and sign yeah. Bill Belichick, but you didn't want to do that. I, I Look, I think that I think there's zero chance that Dak would ever request a trade. Why? Um, because like, I think the way he would look at it is just like, I'll run this out. Like I'm close enough to the end. I'll run this out and then I'll go depart on my own and figure out what I want to do on my own. I think him on the open market, I, I, I keep saying this, but I You're genuinely at least think, two ones at least. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, like if I'm Dak, if I'm Dak, I don't, I don't, if I've made up my mind, I went out of here. I don't do them any favors and ask for a trade. I just say, I'm sitting this out. We'll we'll ride out this last year, and then I will. You can get a third round comp pick for me. That's what you can get. Yeah, because to me, if I've made up my mind, I want to get out of here. Then I'm gonna like make Derek it, Carr, right? He's like, I'm not gonna help the Raiders. I'm gonna make it hurt if I'm leaving here. And, and I'm not saying Dak would do that, but I'm saying if I was him, that's what I would do. I would just say I'm I'm gonna make this hurt. If you're gonna not believe in me, I'm not gonna help you out along the way. Agreed. I mean, if if you had that offer on the table, I, I don't know how you, with eighth pick with the eighth pick. I don't know how you say no to it. Because well, you would, I, I, you would, could you, if if he asked out, I think Chicago says no to any offer, no matter what. The Bears are not moving out of that. Uh, so you think they are taking Caleb? Yes. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to give up. I mean, they're then, waffling. They're not. They have. You know what I mean? They're, they're waffling. I, th- I think they're open for business. I mean, based on what we have no idea. Because they haven't like usually you would because they haven't said no to Justin Fields like they haven't like, you know what I mean? Like they're they're bringing it sounds like they're bringing everybody back. I mean, we're the season. We haven't even hit the off season yet. They, I, I mean, think the, they're drafting Caleb. That's probably where I'd lean today. Now, if I got the sense, and and the news comes out that they gave Fields the extension, okay, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Well, that. You can try to move up to number two or three. Washington's probably not going to trade with you, but you could try to move up to three, and you take the leftover of May or Jaden Daniels. 
or maybe Jaden yeah. Daniels falls to you. And of course, none of this has a percent chance of happening because no. Jerry Jones will never start over with a rookie unknown at his age. Never, ever happened. Wait, ima- imagine that. Not happening. Um, imagine an owner saying, I'm too old for the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. Like, that's wild. And like, I, that's wild. But and, I 1,000% believe that to be the case. Man, I, I think that if, if, if Dak... I'm talking about to make a move up versus yeah. like, okay, Dak gets hurt next year, knock on wood, and you end up with yeah, the number one pick. Yeah, you end up with pick, the number one pick. I don't but, think... I, I, you know that's a that's an interesting scenario. But like, let's they just, end up with the number one pick. Would he not take a quarterback? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that he would. <laughs> right? Uh, like it's the only, literally their only run of Super Bowl history success is is doing that. But let's just say Dak leaves at the end of next year. They don't sign him, and he leaves. They're going to sign a Kirk Cousins, as opposed to trading up in the draft to get a quarterback. I believe, no doubt, which is the dumbest thing you could do. Right. It continues you on the hamster wheel of It's on Jerry's timeline. Of meet it's on his schedule. It's on his schedule. By the way, just to, to clarify because people love to clip things or when you say Dak gets hurt next year, knock on wood, you're saying knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Yes. Yes, I know. I'm just I want to clip because people will clip I'm just I'm who in the right that mind would have thought that he actually meant it. Uh, we've Bassett, seen it before. Bassett, Bassett, we've said seen it, it before. Although Bassett. I will point out by the way, Will Harriger is on G-Bag, staff here. G-Bag, will, injuries. Harriger, will Harriger is on staff here with the Cowboys. Uh he's one of their offensive assistants. And uh, he had been with Caleb Williams at USC last year. So if they were to make a trade up, there would be like a a scenario where it's like, oh, we've already got somebody on staff who's worked with Caleb Williams and has had success with it. Yeah, not happening. But Jeff Saturday with the scenario that Dak should ask out for the ATL today. We need to take people out of their bubbles and their safe place and make them think about the world we live in. You are fake news. So what do you guys hear? What's the scuttlebutt? You have messed with the wrong barbecue joint, old cafe in Fort Worth. We'll jump into that oh, here in dude. just a second. Dude, this is, this is going viral. We got a war over there in Fort Worth, which we'll talk about here in just a second. First, because this is a local segment, I'm curious. This will be a chance for you to, to shout out some of your favorite local spots on the truckwreck.com fan text, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. So the question today, where is your favorite breakfast spot in DFW? So get those in here. Uh, this was from WFAA yesterday. Uh, Panther City Barbecue. Uh, Sean, you're 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 all about this uh, you, the the barbecue scene in DFW. Yeah. You know the uh, the fine folks over at Panther City. Yeah, Chris Tolo, Chris, uh, one of the owners, was I think maybe the first dude. Pittman invited me to a barbecue class. I'm like, who's this guy? My weekends go to Cowboys pregame. I ain't going to this little this <laughs> this meat synagogue or whatever he's called. Uh, and then little <laughs> did I know how he dominated. Now he's on every other Wednesday with us. But Chris Panther City was like number two in there. Maybe even the first of like, hey man, I'm a listener. Can I ever bring up barbecue? And I finally went to Panther City a few months ago when we watched watched the uh, monster trucks at uh, Dickies. And then he came along with Brian from 407. To Sandler's charity event. So love Chris, Panther City in Choppy's Hood. Um, he is a big time and has always been a big time total. This story is nuts. Yeah, and you may have uh you may have eaten some brisket directly out of a uh, pit trailer that was stolen. Yeah, uh, apparently. A lot of and, barbecue drama. Uh, a lot of barbecue drama in DFW. I, d- I do love the opening line from WFAA though. Uh shout out to Cole Sullivan or whoever wrote this over at WFAA. 
It's not the type of beef Panther City is known for. Oh, oh come on. It's good. You want to get smoked? <laughs> the Fort Worth <laughs> Barbecue Joint. <laughs> the Fort Worth Barbecue Joint is accusing another restaurant of involvement in the theft of a $30,000 mobile barbecue pit trailer earlier this year, alleging the owner of, I can say who they're alleging yeah, this of, right? Uh, who's alleging it? Uh, Panther City. I mean, it's it's written in here. They've got statements. I mean, they posted the article. They posted the photo on their yeah, social media. This is, this of, is not this of the is not, awning. This is not my accusation. Alleging the owner of Daybreak Cafe appears aware his property is being used as a transit point for stolen goods. Uh, Chris says it's a disgusting feeling to know that another neighboring business is involved in a theft from us. I want to see people go to jail. Daybreak's owner denies the accusation and told WFAA on Tuesday he doesn't know who brought Panther City's trailer to the vacant lot next to his cafe. A Fort Worth police spokesman said the department's investigation is ongoing. No charges have been filed. The fight began on New Year's Day when Chris learned someone stole the 8,000-pound trailer, which he found in a vacant lot next to the cafe using GPS trackers. Got to slap those Apple AirTags on things, people. Got to. Got to keep track of things there. Surveillance video showed a person in a white van towing away the trailer. Uh, Chris says it's personal. Somebody has to pay for this. He spent weeks surveilling the lot next to Daybreak Cafe, keeping track of the white van, which he said returned multiple times with other trailers, including at least one other reported stolen. He heard from another restaurant, Grease Monkey Burgers in Arlington, which reported a food truck by a similar white van was stolen in December. So Panther City, yeah, they've been posting like videos of their surveillance. Getting robbed left and right. Getting robbed left and right. And And this is, this is a big piece of equipment. That is twenty to thirty thousand dollars for this barbecue. Yeah, rate. very big piece of it. And look, that the area where where they are. Yeah, it's not a great area. It's not okay. I was just about oh, to no. ask you that because I was That's like, where Sarah got shot at, or her window got shot. Look that it doesn't look bad. It's uh, I mean, I'm used to where I'm at in East Dallas. So yeah. To me, it looks like uh, you know you're so on the wrong track side of the tracks at eight miles. What you're at. It's getting a lot better. Yeah, it's getting a lot. It's like the South Main area. It's getting a lot better. Uh, Do you know this a, other restaurant that's being accused? You know I've never been place? there, but I know of it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like one of those like kind of legendary local spots at Fort Worth. Like oh, those, it is. Uh, it's, it's it's been there. Yeah, as far as I know, it's been there a long time. But it's like one of those places where like the locals really yeah. take ownership of it. And I wonder how this is going to play. Obviously, it's not going to play very well. Like they, they're from everything I've heard from people, it's like they're done. They're they're done with that place. Well, it's, it's, it's they're sh- even if it's even. The damage has been done. Yeah. Well, like the, now, look, know, I, that's, that's the problem. I'm I'm going to believe Chris. I'm going to believe Tolo, Panther City, Chris. But my my counter, my devil's advocate point is. Why do they need it? No, not why would they need it. Why would this, why would you think you could get away with just bringing in a, how how, how large did you say it was? 8,000 pounds. An 8,000 pound smoker and like parking it and no one's going to notice or see? You know, but that's the thing though. If he didn't have the GPS trackers, he pr- he probably wouldn't have found it. Like, I mean, that's the thing. That's how he found it. And, and and man, Chris went deep. He installed a camera overlooking this vacant lot here mm. next to Daybreak Cafe. Dang! And said it appeared that Daybreak Cafe's owner knew the driver of the van. The owner, Mario Garcia, said he talks to all his customers. He doesn't know the man's name. He said he has other business interests and will occasionally buy discount lumber and paint cans and sell them at the flea market, for example. He insists that he does not steal. He said, if I wanted to steal, I wouldn't be here working from 4.30 in the morning until 6 o'clock at night. Garcia said he's been in contact with a lawyer and plans to bring a lawsuit against Panther City's yeah, owner. Like so sell these pits on the open market. like the Big, big, big uh, pawn shop. Black market you know, pawn pit shop. Stuff, I got yeah. a pit out back. You know, look at my phone from Barbecue Talk. It lights up. Oh, my gosh. Blowing up right there with the Panther City drama. Uh, so is he going to jail? 
Are they investigating? No charges filed yet. They're oh, investigating. They're looking Kansas into City things. Police on there the you scene. go. <laughs> They're investigating, uh, but no, no charges have been filed yet. Uh, before we jump over to uh, some other stories, some of the breakfast spots being shouted out. Two one four Country Club Cafe in Wiley says cinnamon swirl pancakes are bomb. Whistle and Britches in Dallas says the six eight two a Roanoke spot. You ever heard of? Uh, what are you? What are you giving out shout outs for? Because you, it's local. What are you We're out being free local. We're being for. local. No, you make people pay. <laughs> You're talking about Dove, Dove Creek. You make people Dove pay. Creek. Yeah, That's the I, I like Dove Creek. Sarah, the Saint Chair. Out here, right? like it's a hundred thousand watts. People pay for advertising. Look at that. Yeah. It's just it's sell more, ming, sell more McMuffins, <laughs> sell more, sell more egg bacon and cheese sandwiches. Oh, Buy some for charity. You need to make sure, Sean, Suck that your house is being built properly. That's what you need to make sure. Shout of. out, Billy. According to a DFW home inspector, uh, a licensed home inspector, Chris Shack is telling WFAA new does not mean correctly built. He's got a concern. He says the explosion of people moving to North Texas, the real estate boom, the construction boom that's occurring has caused some real serious questions about the quality of homes being built. That it's we're trying to get speed yeah. rather than quality. What? What are you chuckling? What did I do? I'm chuckling. So when you sent this last, go ahead, finish the. Yeah, he summary. says growth has been astrono- astronomical. They are beautiful homes. They're really attractive. But he says, in terms of these new constructions, about 90 surpe- 90% that I have found have structural issues. This is cutting rafters and attaching them so they are flush to the beam. Basic basic construction practices that we are abandoning for speed. Uh, he says, you don't even see these kinds of issues in houses that are 100 years old. So houses being built 100 years ago, apparently, are being built more soundly and, and up to code than houses being built today because they're just trying to get them built fast. I mean, I think houses built 100 years ago are probably stronger than most. Anyway, because they... They, they, they probably used, like, sequoia wood that they got for the redwood forest <laughs> as opposed to just— Wood you're you know, not even allowed to cut down anymore. Right, you know, so I, I assume that they had—now, the draftiness and the efficiency of the newer homes is probably much better. Even even still with, with shoddy construction, maybe, like, you're going to get better windows and all that stuff. The reason I'm laughing is because when you emailed this story last night, I sent it to— my home builder, <laughs> Billy. You better be doing things right. No, Billy. and he took it the wrong way. <laughs> he immediately calls me. He's like explaining this. I said, no, no. And I love this guy so much. He ended up being a Tolo as well. Uh, and I'm like, dude, I now normally building a house is a headache. I'm going to miss the headaches of building this house because of this guy. I love this dude so much. He brought me some, uh, some venison sausage. The other day, he's a dream to work with. I love this guy so much. So I was bothered that he seemed to take offense that I was suggesting, is this you? Is this shoddy construction? <laughs> what are you doing here? What are you doing here with Dree's Homes? And uh, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just passing along. I'm like, this is I'm, in your I'm, industry. In I thought industry. you'd find it interesting. Yeah, I'm like, man, don't take offense, Bill. Man, do, do not take offense. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to I had to pass this along with the home construction. I love love Billy. It is it, it's something where like I mean this all makes sense. Like there are there's so much that's popping up so fast around here. A lot that like it would make sense that there'd be some some cut corners a little bit, or it's just like hey we got to get this done as fast as possible. I mean gosh we. We're, we're clearly doing that with airplane production lately. <laughs> like, like you're not able to. Uh, you, did you see the the that issue in Atlanta? The, the damn nose fell off of the airplane while they were on the runway. No. There, that's another issue that happened just yesterday. We've got planes literally falling apart. you got doors falling getting blown apart, off. Bolts aren't on wings. There was this plane in Atlanta where the nose literally fell that's off it. on the runway, and they had to go, oh, well, we got to take everybody off the plane. Stay home from Vegas. They, uh, I'm thinking about it. it, it the moment, the moment, I, I'm going to plane nerd on you, but you know, the moment they started doing profits over production, it killed it. And kill, kill their engineering. Honestly, that's what that's the usually how life works. That's what the concern is here. 
Uh, same thing with the houses, that it's profits over production. Yep. And, and he says that, you know, 90% of these homes all have really, like, basic things that are missing on them. So just something to check on. Uh, Garner ISD. Panther City just texted me. I have hours of video of him involved with the actual pit thieves. It's Woo! crazy. The pit thieves. Pit wars, baby. Pit I wars. <laughs> pit boss. I love this. Uh, Weatherford, down in Weatherford, Texas. Garner ISD said it's reached its threshold of both six students and staff members, and they have had to close for the entire week now because we keep having this what? illness that keeps floating around. Like, I mean, everybody keeps getting sick. And it's looping back in a lot of instances. Like, I know several people who have been sick, got better for a couple weeks, and then they're catching stuff again. It's just been, like, chest, sinuses, just awful stuff. Long COVID. Garner ISD ran into this, and now they have to close for the entire week just to kind of disinfect and give everybody a chance to get healthy again without spreading it. You said they kept Luca home a second day because of his initial day fever. Yeah, so I guess their school rule, I don't know if it's a state rule or whatever, their school is, like, if you get a – because he was in school on Tuesday, and he left. He had a fever. He goes to the nurse, and he had a fever. I'm like, you can't come to school tomorrow either. So, like, if you have a fever in school and you get sent home, you can't go back to school the next day, at least at his school, I guess. So, so they, whatever that is. They have they have just uh, they have 367 students. It's a small school district, but they have 367 students in Garner ISD. On Tuesday, 56 kids called out with illnesses. And they said that the following day, uh, they sent over 30 more students home with flu symptoms. So it is just like ravaging there in Garner ISD. Uh, One more. uh, I can shout out this local spot because they're closing, Sean. So don't worry. Laurie's Prime Rib Restaurant in Dallas is closing after 40 years. I know, Chop, you sent this one over the other day. Is Is this one a bummer for you? I was just there a couple weeks ago. Really? How I've never been. I've heard about it's it. It's good. I mean, it's, you know, if you like, I love prime rib. So if you like prime rib, it's 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 great. It was, not a steak, though, according to Bobby. According to Bobby, says they have steak. It's not. They have steak. That you get a ribeye like if you that. want to. Uh, but no, it's, it's. I've always enjoyed it. I've always thought it was pretty good. Uh, it was empty. It was. Yeah, and it was. It was. This was lunchtime. This was lunchtime. It was a. It was, it was a business meeting, Sean. Well, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. They uh, they will be closing in March. Uh, the CEO says Dallas is one of the most competitive steakhouse landscapes in the country. Uh, said that it's just been difficult. Says we are known as a place where people create memories in their lives, making it very difficult for us to leave the market. But ultimately, they have to. I also heard recently Dunn Brothers Coffee in Addison, which has been a really popular spot for a long time. They're closing too. Like, like so there's a lot they, of these popular spots shutting doors. Did they like cut off? The prime rib off like a big piece of meat, or they yeah. just brought it out individually. No, too? it's uh, it's so you you order, uh, you tell them what you want. You want a steak, you want to go to the prime rib. You want to go to the prime, you go to the prime rib bar. Oh, and they've got like this squared off area. They've got the big, I don't know, whatever that thing piece of meat. Yeah, it's a giant rack, yeah. right? And they just they just slice it off of that. Um, are they going to keep selling the sauce, the the, the seasoning stuff? I don't know. The Lowry's prime rib seasoning like, shake. Is that what they're famous for? It's great. Yeah, I love it. How are you having business? What, what, what businesses you meeting at? Steakhouse. He's trying to collect uh, chicken money. I with uh, the great people over at K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing. Wow. wow. Business must Just be. Just a roofing part of the Dallas Cowboys. Good. Business is good. <laughs> My word. Prime rib lunches. If only you could get your chicken money now. That'd be nice. We'll see, man. We got uh, we got options here. We got options. <laughs> we got options. Yeah. Big, big call call Panther City. Yeah. <laughs> they hunt people down, apparently, yeah. in the food game. <laughs> Chris the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Chris the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> Dang it. I was trying to think of a barbecue joke at the top, but I couldn't. All right. That's the Expressway commercial free Thursday edition here on Sean and RJ. What's going on with the Mavs and what really happened with Luca in the stands? Chris Arnold was there. 
And the voice of the AAC joins us to talk about this Mavericks mess next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 